0: Today is Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Speaker Mike Johnson responds to being called a, quote, bigger threat to America than Al-Qaeda. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. Email us, Podcast at cbn.org. Joining me now to get through the news of the cry, Billy Hallowell, Trey phillips On this hump day, gentlemen, what's up? living the dream excited to be here all right
1: happy wednesday you know this is just billy's dream and we're all in it yeah that's That's pretty much
0: it pretty much it (laughs) well it's not a dream right now speaker johnson's finding out what it's like to be a christian on the main stage i mean these comments from james carville absolutely ridiculous and we're gonna dive into those in just a moment but uh what's coming up on the focus story
2: we're going to be talking about a football player, a young football player who had a very faithful message that is inspiring people. It's, it's a good reason to have attention on you. So we'll, we'll go over what he had to say. All right. on the main thing,
0: Trey, you caught up with Dallas Jenkins.
1: Yeah, we talked to Dallas Jenkins and to Brandon Lake, and it was interesting to learn some of the backstory behind not just this latest chosen Christmas special, but also Gratitude, a song that I think everybody knows at this point. All right.
0: Looking forward to that conversation on the main thing. All that's coming up and more, but first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. 51 congregations in Illinois have disaffiliated from the United Methodist Church, this in its ongoing controversy over its stance on sexuality. At the Illinois Great Rivers Conference over the weekend, delegates voted 30 uh, 313 to 47 to approve the disaffiliation, Resolutions of 51 churches seeking to leave the mainline denomination. About 7,500 congregations have left the UMC since 2019, nearly 5,500 of those departing in 2023. Thousands of these churches have affiliated with the Global Methodist Church, a theologically conservative denomination that launched last year and House speaker johnson pushed back against democratic political strategist james carville's recent assertion that he is a quote christian nationalist and that his worldview poses a greater threat to the united states than al-qaeda carville accused the speaker of promoting christian nationalism when he said quote mike johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have to the united states i promise you i know these people this is a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda to this country, end quote. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out more stories over at cbnnews.com. Guys, I mean, James Carville, who knows what he's even doing anymore these days, but he was on Bill Maher's HBO show, so a lot of eyeballs on these comments. And I also thought, given what we were talking about just the other day with biblical views in the UK there, all everyone's okay with banning them The fact that he felt very comfortable to say these things is just out and out shocking. And Mike Johnson actually responded bluntly and said that this was actually uh, twisted and just a horrible comment that I have to pull his exact quote here in a second. But just a horrible comment that he strongly denounced.
2: Yeah. I mean... I think that words matter. I mean, I don't think that. I know they do. And I feel like people are just saying all sorts of crazy things. It's like, well, I don't like you. And so you're just so terrible. And it used to be there were certain analogies we knew that we shouldn't make, right? Like the Holocaust, these horrible things, like Hitler calling people Hitler. It's like, that's not, there's no world in which that's appropriate to do. And yet now we're doing that with other forms of extremism to try to diminish people. And it's actually really dangerous because words, again, they carry meaning. It does.
0: It does. And Trey, before you hop in, I just wanted to get the, I lost the quote in front of me before I went to read it. Uh, Johnson said in response to Carville, it's twisted and shameful that a leading Democrat strategist says millions of Christians in America are a greater threat than foreign terrorists who murdered more than 3,000 Americans. The Democratic Party should condemn this, but they won't.
1: Yeah. You know, this is kind of like what we were talking about yesterday, Dan, on the podcast about how it might, there might not be restrictions on, on speech and on religious practice here. And that's a good thing. Uh, But there is definitely a culture where we're developing hostility around a certain worldview and a certain perspective. And I think that's just, uh, Billy, something you've talked about a lot is that this is ultimately a spiritual issue. And I think there's so much spiritual blindness, um, that ultimately I think that's the the issue that we're going to be facing in the West is less restrictions. though those, those may come, but more just a hostility from the secular yeah, world.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's no doubt about it. The, the hostility is there. And that's kind of what I watch the comfort with, with people w- with which, people like James Carville speak out against Christianity and the ways they do it. And I know some people adopting the Christian nationalism moniker um, just believe in promoting Christian Christian values. And they're sort of adopting the name because they're just saying, well, they're going to call us that anyway. And so it, it causes some confusion on the one hand. And so there's just a lot of normal Christians in there that just want to get Christians elected to office. And it's going to get lumped into this. So it's, it's going to be a conversation that only continues and Christians mm. will continue to be maligned.
1: Well, I think too, that's part of the issue is the fact that there's no definition of what Christian right. nationalism whatever is. You so want people to are be. Just, right. People are just throwing it around wherever, whenever they want to attack a Christian.
2: But that's yeah. an intentional, that's an intentional thing. And yeah, I think 100%. that is, you know, for, for some people that is very intentional because the reality is what a lot of people in the secular world are calling Christian nationalists are just Christians who want to be involved in politics, right? right? They're they're secular nationalists, right? But like nobody nobody's giving them that label. Right. I I don't personally know any Christian nationalists by the definition. They exist, they're out there, but it's a very small percentage of people. And yet we've painted it out to be the biggest threat on the face of the
0: earth. Well, and it's it's almost comical that, because one of the other things Carville said on this interview was that That Speaker Johnson and Republicans of his ilk don't care about the Constitution. Now, this is coming off of eight years of President Barack Obama, who openly maligned the Constitution and talked about all the ways it hampers the things that they want to do, and he instituted a whole wave of czars who were regulation czars, and they they knew the only way to get around the Constitution or one way to get around the Constitution was executive order and by just slapping on regulations wherever you can do it. I mean, it's it's the whole cast Sunstein and nudge, right? You got to nudge people into this stuff. And so they're like, well, if we can't do it constitutionally and we're going to get shot down in court, here's our workaround, here's our end around. So it's really ironic for a Democrat to be coming out and complaining about people who don't like the constitution. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so here we are. Yeah. In 2023, that is exactly where we are, but definitely worth keeping on your radar. Watch how people just talk casually about Christianity and you'll, you'll see that disdain. And as Trey said, that's going to be the first issue we face before things start becoming uh, legal ramifications. But all right. We're going to head over to the focus story now on a more positive note. A college football player's faith is shining through this after a tragic injury left him on the sidelines for the remainder of his final season. What's the story here?
2: Yeah, this is a Florida state quarterback, Jordan Travis. And look, he had every reason to be angry frustrated after his season halting leg injury. This happened back on November 18th. They were playing a game against North Alabama, but instead of being angry, he he decided to acknowledge god that god might have had a different plan for his life you know here he is he gets the injury he's out of the game it's his last chance to be playing um, and he said a number of things he was asked some questions about in an interview about the guys who are going to be replacing him on the field while he was out. And he said, you know, we always talk about winning, being a leader, the toughness, and those guys do a great job with that. So he's out there praising these guys who are going to be playing for him on the field, right? You know, again, an opportunity to maybe let the flesh take over and be angry and frustrated, but he's praising those guys. He said, I have all the faith in the world in them, a bunch of guys that have been waiting for their opportunity, I've been waiting to watch them succeed. And so there's your first glimmer there that you're dealing with a young guy. I think he's 23 who has faith, right? He's, he's rooting for other people who are going to be taking his spot because of his injury. Um, But from there, he wasn't done there. He, He then said some things about his faith. He said, at the end of the day, I wish I could be out there with the guys, but God has a different plan for me. I'm ready to see whoever goes out there today, just go out there and ball because I know who they are Um, and so that was just one part but in other parts of this interview he talked about how the good lord woke him up this morning he has a smile on his face always that he's blessed and you think about you know the dreams that this guy probably has and and he's playing and he's successful and he's knocked to the sidelines entirely and is still smiling
0: well yeah and especially because Florida State was, and I'm not the hugest college football follower, but I did see all these headlines because they got left out of the... the they do a football playoff now and, a, and four teams there are in the, in the college football playoff at the end of the season. They got left out of it. They were undefeated and they still won the last couple games without him as the, he's their star player. And, but they won it by a narrower margin over teams they probably would have blown out maybe a little more with him. And so I guess that got factored in and everyone's upset because even though they went undefeated, they were highly ranked, then Florida State got left out of that playoff. But to your point, I mean, he, he could have been in all of that and playing for a national championship. And so for him to have that perspective is really cool.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: And yeah, you know, there are other things too, in
2: other interviews. In fact, the day after the injury, and this is important to note, he put a video out um, on his Instagram and he said, just going to follow God's plan. God has a journey for me and I'm going to trust him every step of the way. So even when this injury was fresh, he was leaning into his faith and it's just a, a pretty cool example.
1: Yeah, abs- yeah. yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Trey. No, I was just going to say, I think it's cool because I'm not, I have never followed sports and don't follow sports, but I think it's cool whenever somebody who has a, a a big platform, right, whether it's sports or entertainment, like as an actor or a singer, like whatever it is, I think it's great when they're willing to and able to use their platform to point people to Jesus, because uh, that's the best you know, that's the wisest way you can use whatever platform that you've been given if you're a Christian. So uh, it's cool to see him sharing his perspective uh, on something that is certainly discouraging, um, but but seeing the the faithfulness of God in the midst of it.
0: Yeah. No, and it really, it's it shows you where um, your priorities are. And whenever somebody's on a big stage like that and their priority is in order, it's, it's a great reminder because Whatever it is in your life that sort of occupies the most space, whether it's your job or maybe your family or maybe you lead some group in your local area. You know, it's easy to get our identities wrapped up in those things. And obviously, the bigger the stage, the easier it is to get wrapped up. So it's a great encouragement to see people with a proper perspective in situations like that.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: it's it's incredibly... <clears throat> Encouraging, and I think it gives us the reminder when we face things that are difficult or challenges, or we're discouraged because something hasn't gone our way that there is a bigger plan and that we need to rest in that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. That was a good positive one, Billy. Appreciate you bringing that one. Uh, I'm putting it on the podcast and on our radars today. We are going to head over to the main thing. Now, Dallas Jenkins and Brandon Lake. They spoke with Trey about the inspiration behind Brandon's hit song gratitude and the upcoming Chosen Christmas special, which is in theaters on December 12th. You can check out the full interview of this conversation we're about to play on the CBN News YouTube channel as
1: well. This conversation is today's main thing. Brandon Lake of uh, Dallas Jenkins, thank you so much for joining us. How are y'all doing?
3: Good, thanks You're for having awesome. us on. Thank
1: you. Well, it's great to have you both here uh, on CBN Digital and Faithwire to talk about yet another chosen Christmas special, which Dallas, I can't believe it's already time for another one of these Christmas specials. But this one is unique in that it's a combination of, of some of what you've done in the past, but also features a new score with new music. Talk a bit about how this came together.
3: Yeah, so we did our first Christmas special several years ago. It featured the shepherd, which is the short film I did for my church on my friend's farm in Illinois, 20 minutes from my house, just intended to be this little thing. And uh, it ended up blowing up and became the the kind of the launch of the chosen. So it wasn't just the birth of Christ it was the birth of the chosen. And then several years later, once the chosen was going, we did another Christmas uh, film slash episode, which was the messengers. This is the birth of Christ from the perspective of Mary and Joseph. Now, they were two completely different things, but we, of course, tried, you know, the story is the same. Well, uh, we did them both as Christmas specials. The second one is when Brandon came onto the scene. We tried to add music and performances and make it a big deal. And they went so well that this year we decided to take those two short films and combine them into one, not back to back, but literally like edit them together, interspersing. And we didn't know if it would work because they were done years apart. And uh, it turned out so beautifully. We were crying. We thought this is really special. So let's do that. We brought back the quote unquote greatest hits of the first two Christmas specials. He was one of them. and uh, and then, of course, when you can get Andrea Bocelli uh, to do something he's a fan of the show. He came on board and did Oh Holy Night in Italy just for this special. So it's a uh, what's the word I like to use? Cavalcade of, Cavalcade. Cavalcade of joy. yes of uh, for this one, and uh, it demands to be on the big screen. So we just thought, let's put together kind of a Christmas special spectacular of our our greatest hits and also make it sure it feels new. And so, uh, yeah, December 12th in theaters is going to be big.
1: And Brandon, you've been part of The Chosen now for a while. You were involved in one of the specials in the past. Uh, your music has been interwoven into a lot of, of what The Chosen has done. You just released a music video for uh, Tear Off the Roof, which yeah. of course features a lot, of, uh, a lot of, of scenes from The Chosen. You've said in past interviews that the, the Chosen has been really pivotal and important in your life. Talk about your collaboration with Dallas and why this yeah. has been so important to you.
4: Well, it was important to me because uh, The Chosen changed my life. I remember watching season one, episode one, and at the very end of the episode, Jesus uh, comes onto the scene for the first time. And I remember me and my wife watching it about to turn in for the night. And when he enters the scene, it was as if Jesus walked into our bedroom like mm-hmm. filled my house, like the glory of God showed up in such a crazy way through through the TV. And I remember literally being speechless for probably 10 minutes, felt like an hour, didn't say a thing. And uh, and it, it was like bringing the word from black and white into full color. And so I knew I got this invitation to come out and do a song for the Christmas special. And uh, so I told him, well, I don't have a Christmas song. Dallas was like, we want to do gratitude. I was like, okay, that's that's great. And uh, I love that you said, you know, we're bringing back all the hits. I did not think it was a hit at the time. (laughs) And so I owe a lot to The Chosen. We did the song, uh, Christmas special comes out, and then gratitude just went to the top of the charts, and God's just been breathing on it ever since. And I get to tour this song and sing it with thousands of people, and it's just really cool that The Chosen had such a huge part to play, and uh, really uh, one of the main worship songs that the nation's singing now. So.
1: Mm. And Brandon, talk a little bit about writing gratitude and and how the chosen really played a part, not only in its success but even in in the beginning stages of of putting the song together.
4: Well, I um so I, basically this was a song on my record that it wasn't a featured track, it wasn't um, a single, and um, but I, and really we were just actually talking a few minutes ago about just how this song had ministered to Dallas and his family. And it was a song that um, you guys felt like you needed in that season. It's like, it's yeah. one of those songs, like, God, I don't, I don't, a lot of us come to a point in life where we go, I really don't have anything to offer you. Maybe I can just sneak out a, a hallelujah. It's about <laughs> all I've got Lord. And then this bridge and the song says like, come on my soul. Like, don't you get shy on me? Like get up and praise the Lord. It, It's like David did in the Bible. It's encouraging our soul, your own soul to worship. And um, I didn't think it was a, a, necessarily a really special song or a big song, but sometimes God brings other people into your life to see things that you don't yourself. And that is the story of this song. Dallas saw something in this song said, I want this to be a part of the Christmas special.
1: Mm. You know, Dallas, I think so often, and for good reason, we talk about how The Chosen has impacted so many people's lives, but it's also impacting uh, the cast, the crew. It's impacting you in ways the Lord is ministering uh, to you through songs like Gratitude, through the work that you're doing. Talk a little bit about that, about how from day one to the point you're at now, The Chosen has been challenging, but also really encouraging to you in your journey with the Lord.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I was at a place in my career, in my life, where I had nothing. I I had just come off a huge failure. uh, And I was willing to give it all up. And I told God, I'm willing to not do any more of this if that's what you want. And I think that's when he said, now you're ready for The Chosen. Mm. Uh, If The Chosen would have come into my life 10 years ago, uh, I don't think I'd be sitting here because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. And now I got to the point where I didn't care about the success. I didn't care about awards. I didn't care about anything other than doing what he wanted. And uh, when you talk about the challenges of it, When I'm sitting alone in my house and there's a blank screen, it doesn't care about how successful the previous season was. I have to start over again and work with a blank screen and try to uh, accurately and in a God-honoring way capture the stories of his son. Mm -hmm. Well, to do that, I have to be right with him. And I have to do what the purpose of the show is, which is to lead people to know and love Jesus more. When you know and love Jesus more, what happens? You wanna worship. Mm. So when I'm writing, I'm often, and that's why that's how I reached out to Brandon, was like that song, Gratitude, was ministering to me, which was helping the show. Every time we connect, we're fangirling each other because yeah, it's like, your song made the show better. He's like, like your, yeah, your show made the, the song better. So uh, th- th- I think because that's happening internally, it's also happening externally. I think when we've talked about this, when God blesses uh, something that you're part of and you're ministered to by it, it's a good indication it might minister to others as well. But it has to start first with you being right as you're with you being right with him as you're right. All
0: right, Trey, thanks for that conversation there. As I said, you can watch that full interview over on the CBN News YouTube channel. I'll have the link in the description to this podcast. All right. That's going to leave us a time here on the podcast for one last thing.
2: James 1, 2 through 3, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And just knowing that when hard times hit, that we can learn a lot through that. And I think we saw that in today's story.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to remember as Christians that there's, uh, it's kind of a cliche, but nothing is wasted, right? Because God is sovereign and he's able to use and redeem all things uh, for his glory and for our good.
0: Yeah absolutely i mean you think of the stories we heard today speaker johnson the one the other day uh, with the bible they're willing to ban it those sorts of things you're we're going to bump into these things more and more so good good reminder to remember james one in the midst of all that all right lord willing and that creek don't rise we shall return tomorrow with more quick start podcast right here on cbn news god bless we'll see y'all here tomorrow